All right, round four. What the fuck is this? Apologies to anybody listening to this podcast. It might sound a little choppy and broken up. That's because we had some technical difficulties. And just bear with us. We're getting through to the end now. And we appreciate your uh, willingness to listen to our podcast. Also, it's all your fault. Pretty much all my fault. What's going on, friends? This is random number 101. Roomies and movies. 101. I'm Ox. That's Luke over there. And we're going to tell you about all the latest and greatest you should be watching and even some older stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about the Westworld Season 3 trailer just for a moment because how great is that shit? Yeah. How excited are you about a show that I didn't really care about by the end of the last season? And now I'm just like, I this. I feel like we were both in that position. And when you told me the Westworld trailer was up, I was like, really? Like, I know it's not coming until next year, and there is not a single thing that could make me excited about this show again. And boy, was I fucking wrong. Yeah, because, like, I got on Twitter, like, after the Thrones finale uh, Sunday, and everyone's just like, Westworld trailer was trending. And I was like, I didn't see no fucking Westworld trailer. <laughs> and so, like, I text my buddy. I was like, did you get a Westworld trailer? He's like, no. I'm like, well, I better look. And I was like... Oh fuck! We got Jesse Pinkman in this. We got Aaron Paul doing something I care about. Let's do this. Uh, I I don't think it was titled the Westworld trailer. I think it was like uh, HBO 2020, and I I f- f- figured it was like clips of whatever shows are coming next year. And I was like, oh, Pinkman's in something new. That's cool. Nope, all Westworld, all Pinkman. I was like, well, I am super fucking excited about it now. Plus, it just looks like it looks like uh, uh, they're doing just like Blade Runner this year. Mm. We just got we're in a super feature city, and we got robots. And uh, I'm in for this, dude. I'm all the way down. Like, if I'm so excited to see Pinkman in anything, like it's whatever. Like, it could literally be anything. If he's attached to it now, I'm so excited about it. So yeah, it's more of those things. Where it's just like. I know Aaron Paul hasn't had a huge career since he left Breaking Bad, but it feels like for for once I'm finally like, oh, it's something I want to watch you in, not something I'm watching because you're in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is this checks all the boxes for me. So, hell yeah, and especially like HBO is just uh, such a great polished work. Um, so I know everything is going to look all right. But him bringing his any character to any show elevates it threefold, at least. And then, like, they did such a great reveal with the trailer. Like, having Dolores at the end, like, shit, I have no idea what to expect, but I'm excited about it all. Yep. So For once. And then, and then we'll get in, and it's going to jump around the timelines, <laughs> and it's going to skew any narrative cohesion i'm like whatever fuck this show we're gonna get peak bin for the first maybe second episode and he's gonna be out of it and i'll be like fuck you hbo he'll be like in, he'll be like in the first episode and then ed harris will kill him and be like i'm the bad guy right oh i'm ed harris i'm like fuck <laughs> you. i'm done with this show. oh that son of a bitch uh okay other than that we're gonna be talking old school star wars the original from 79, right? 77? 
77. That's correct. Correct. A New Hope. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. The Barry finale. Uh, Battlestar Galactica season four. The series finale as well. Uh, Game of Thrones finale. And then we're going to be talking some John Wick. Um, yeah. How did you feel about getting back into Star Wars? I don't know because I just had this conversation with you. How does that feel? Motherfucker. <laughs> you'll, no, tell, uh, you'll tell me your goddamn feelings. You'll tell me them now. <laughs> As I was saying before you were an asshole, um, this isn't my first time back after a prolonged period. Um, after Force Awakens came out, I went back and watched the OT. So it's only been a couple years since I've run through it. Um, and it's still really good. I still have some problems that stop this from being like the best of the series for me. Uh, of course that would be empire, but it's still really good. It captures, it's just this perfect little slice of world building. Like you immediately just get in and you understand this world and it just keeps building and getting bigger. And it's just, it captures your imagination. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's been a good decade since I've watched any of the original trilogy. Um, I think I rewatched them uh, when after the third uh, prequel came out, and like that was the last yeah, that time was, I watched any of these. That was like fifteen years ago. Okay, so it's been fifteen years or so. Um, but yeah, just like you said, I mean, it's you get into the world so much. And, I mean, I watched this all the time when I was a kid, so, like, there's very little of it that is new to me. Like, there's nothing I catch on to, but, like, uh, I think after, like, doing this podcast for a year now, and, like, I just take in so much more, like, the environment's so rich, and, like, it feels so well done. Like, this had to have been, like, one of his first things he did, right? Uh, he had done THX and American Graffiti first, I think. It's just, it's fascinating to see how much is in every frame. Like, there's no, like, even, like, uh, C-3PO's, like, breastplate, like, even has scratches and dings in it. Like, there's no, like, little spaces that are, that don't have any, like, little thing. Even in the Death Star, and, like, this movie's... 40 years old at this point and like it's fascinating that he was on top of everything like that 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 far ago like we're watching older movies and like they don't even come close to having this much just jammed in every scene like it's just overwhelming almost and then he went back and put extra shit in it like I, I just want to watch the originals without all the extra shit in it once again what you don't want to see that terrible and in- terribly integrated CGI just popped in there <laughs> for no reason. It's really funny because like there's some good CG that's like 45 years ago, and then like it, it's very noticeable with the additional stuff that's only 20 years old at this point. Um, I think it really takes away from what it stood as. Um, well, it just. It's such a glaring sticks out so much because you know everything in that first movie is practical. They are doing you know it's all matte paintings and locations and creature effects and models, and then all of a sudden you have like 
CGI stormtroopers with a giant fucking lizard thing in the desert. And you're like, what the fuck are we doing? What, why is that even there? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I just, huh, it was so good to be back into it. And like, I, I took a couple of brief notes. Like, it was surprising me how long it took to actually get to the Death Star. Like, I think we're halfway through the movie before we even arrive there. And then it takes well, a yeah. half hour to get off there. And then the last half hour is the setting up the final battle for it against it. Yeah. Cause you have the, and the thing that I think hurts the movie in my opinion, and it's not like it's bad, but it's the thing you don't remember when you think about a new hope. And that's just like fucking it's forever that fucking you're just following C3PO and R2D2 around the desert. Mm. And you're like, Listen, I love C-3PO in slow, small amounts, but when he's the only thing on screen with R2 just beeping at him and I'm supposed to, like, this is the narrative I'm following, I'm kind of like, uh, can we move on to Luke? Where's Luke? Let's let's get Luke in, and then Han comes in, and then... I would have left his ass in the desert, too. Can I with that yeah. guy? <laughs> Fucking R2 had the right right idea. Just get the fuck out of here. But like it's so it's like the world that he created is so imaginative. Like the Jawa crawler, like it's crazy to think that these are all practical effects, like just done back then. And like, like you, I don't, I didn't even know about the matte paintings until like a few years ago when somebody was showing me the art of book, and like it's fascinating to know all that shit, how it came together and everything, and like. It's cool now seeing uh, Solo and, like, even though I hated it, Rogue One, like, the things, like, that touch this just gently. Um, and I think this makes Force Awakens when you when you meet up with Han again and he finds the ship and he's like, yeah, now it feels good again. So, yeah, there's a lot of uh, what... Um... Force Awakens is. Mm-hmm. I feel like I lose you again. <laughs> you got to say that again. I just lost you for 10 exactly. seconds. Exactly. I was just screaming about Anchor because I was like, fucking. <laughs> <I ate myself." laughs> uh, no, it's that's what Force Awakens is. You know, it's just a love letter to the original. Um, the thing that I want to go back to and bring into bring Force Awakens into is all these giant fucking man babies who hate like the new movies and think there's some excuse like the idea that years now since they've started this new trilogy, everyone's just like fucking raise a Mary Sue. She has no training to do this. No, no, no. It's just like Luke didn't either. Luke's the fucking king of Mary Sue's. Mm-hmm. Like he's just a farm boy. And takes down the Death Star. Yeah, and it's only it's like cool, but he's a man. <laughs> it's only in like various dialogue that he has the this training as a fighter jet pilot or whatever. Like, but like we don't see it until he's actually in an X wing that somebody just handed him the keys to for the hell of it. It seemed. <laughs> yeah, he's just like he's like I might be a farmer from a small two bit dusty desert, but I shot Womper ants from twenty meters away. <laughs> 
course you get next week and you're gonna save the universe. Oh, son of a bitch. Lose the, you use that use that damn force. Use all of that force. Yeah. Use that force. Um yeah, it's just I get I don't know. Like it's interesting. I need to really dig into like the making of stuff because I never that's one thing I really haven't done for the series. Um but you know, like I wonder it's we all know Star Wars is loosely a remake of an Akira Kurosawa film. It's based on the Hidden Fortress. I wonder if Lucas did that so that he could focus on just making this world different and not really worry about the story beats and kind of just like let's mold it around this framework we already have so that we can build up this world. That's interesting. Yeah, I'd I'd totally be down to watching that and like seeing uh, contrasting it versus this. Like that makes a lot of sense. Like it seems like everything is so much able to fall into place a lot easier than like a third third time out making a film. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the cast though. Like the cast just had this great organic chemistry with each other. Um, yeah, I think this movie's just uh, incredible. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, is it really good or is it just because, like, you know, like, grew up on it? Like, when uh, when I was a fucking kid, uh, you know, my dad worked road construction during the summer, so he was gone for weeks at the time. And my mom was always working full time. So I'd have to, like, stay at, like, my aunt's house a lot of times or my grandpa's. But I distinctly remember my aunt had fucking three sets of movies I was allowed to watch. And they were Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and Back to the Future. Like, those three trilogies I fucking grew up on. And, like, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen. Like, the original Hell yeah, story. I mean, I can't complain about that. That's pretty pretty solid growing up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, it's it's weird to see... Like, I don't I don't even think I thought about the uh, Han and Greedo shooting first. Like, Greedo's a terrible shot. Point blank range, you can't shoot a goddamn side, side of a barn. So it doesn't do... Well, that's because... shot first. <laughs> it's so dumb, though, because, like... Oh, my God. It's just, like, one, just let Han shoot first. It shows you how roguish of a character he is. And that's who he is and what he does. But it doesn't help that, like, that CGI fucking head move he does is so yeah. bad. Yeah. So. Uh, I think that's all we got for Star Wars. Unless you have more. No, I really wish, like, I wish Disney would just fucking realize how much money they can make by re-releasing the original trilogy. Like, unaltered, not the special editions from 99 or 5 or 7 or whenever the fuck they came out. Just, you know, I don't want to watch all these little CGI shit added in. Just give me the original movie where I can see the wires at times. Oh yeah, that'd be phenomenal. Uh, I think the Laserdisc one was never uh, special edition, was it? Yeah, but where the fuck am I going to get a Laserdisc I mean, player? you bring up a good point. I think they had them destroyed along with uh, the Tron from like the 80s. Because, I mean, like, I'm not going to lie. I own Star Wars and Empire on Laserdisc. I have them. <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. And I commend you for that. Um... <laughs> they are just sitting right next to all my records. It's just like a little collection piece. But, like, I'll never be able to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, uh, that's it. I'm finding you a laser laser player. Uh, that's good stuff. <laughs> uh, so let's jump from there and let's talk Barry finale. How great is this show? Uh, uh, it's phenomenal. And <sighs> it was so great. It's It's everything I want in TV shows right now. Great character pieces. Super funny. Uh, affecting and emotional and also super violent. Yeah, all of that. Um, I actually went back. Um, I don't know if you watch uh, Nerdwriter's essays, um, but he put one out like three weeks ago and it was during the end game, um, Game of Thrones, Winterfell, and Barry. And he was like, which, uh, out of this weekend, which one had a phenomenal fight scene in it? And, like, out of the two main ones you were thinking is, like, Barry. Barry had this great little piece from this this great layout fight. Brilliant choreography. Um, everything you wanted from that weekend was withheld in Barry. And, like, the same could be said for this weekend. Like, just a great wrap-up to this season. And I believe they do have season three, like, uh, if you check IMDb, uh, they have third season, first episode available, or at least listed. So they do have a third season coming. Um, kicking back to what I was saying last week, I was surprised that we got this standoff between this little war he tra- or little army that he trained. I figured that would be a next season type thing. Like it just shows how quickly the show moves, uh, and like because. You would think that'd be a big focus, but it's just on the back burner as part of... Well, it's not even that it moves fast. It's that it's it's a show that thematically what that meant needed to be resolved mm-hmm. in this episode. So that's what we did. It's not quite, you know, there is a whole point of Barry felt guilt and remorse about doing this and, you know, possibly making this little baby Barry in the, in the Mybeck character. Uh, and, you know, he even tells that guy when he's training him, you know, there's there's no hesitation. You know, you can't – there's no room for thought or emotions. You need to do what you need to do, and you can't hesitate or you'll die, which is exactly what happens in this episode. You know, he has the drop on Barry, but when Barry kicks open that door and he sees that it's him, he freezes, but Barry doesn't, blows mm-hmm. his brains out. It shows the difference between these two characters. Uh, it's just incredible to see uh, the transformation Barry has gone through, but that's only like it. It feels like that's only skin deep because he is still this killer that goes on the rage to get to Fuchs because he's wronged him. Um, after he works out like setting everything straight again, um, I'm even more intrigued to see season three now uh, because. Kusano remembers that Fuchs whispered in his ear before he took off um, that Barry had set this all up. So, yeah, I'm super on board. This show's fucking entertaining as hell. Yeah, it's like I said, it's, it, it'll go dark and violent and introspective in a character study, but also be super hilarious all in the span of 30 minutes. It's amazing. And, like, all of, like, all of this happened, you know, like you see his girlfriend giving up her want to be an artist out of fear, but that giving her everything she ever wanted. But does that make her fake? Um, it has 
uh, fucking Barry killing the Sheshian mob, but it also has Noho Hank ordering a heroin <laughs> table from Amazon. Best scene ever. Oh my god. So well they have they have heroin tables on Pinterest, but not on Amazon. So I take back every bad oh word I've ever said about Noho Hank. He is fucking brilliant for this show. It's between the fucking I don't know if my favorite was the fucking um when he's wanting to buy the heroin table or when him and Cristobal make up <laughs> and there's just that. It's all so great. Um, and then fucking Barry charges in and just starts laying people down like, Jesus Christ, so good. Um, yeah. If you're not, if you haven't watched the show, if you still have like a few days left on your subscription from Game of Thrones, check out Barry. I can't recommend it high enough. Like, oh, it's so good. So goddamn good. It is. It's so good. That's all I can say. It's so good. Yeah, everything I wanted. Um, so let's jump from there and let's talk Battlestar Galactica then. Which is everything I know one wants, right? <laughs> Everyone Everybody hates needs to want Battlestar Galactica because it's great. God, we're still having fucking issues. No, you're a baby. Uh, it seems like we're still having issues. You sound fine. Now you, now you straighten out. <laughs> we're gonna. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. God damn it! Uh, so this this episode is just gonna be super choppy. It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. It's we. It's not episode one hundred. We're back in our fuck up. <laughs> So, Battlestar Galactica, Season 4, Episodes 16 through 21. Um, the last three episodes, did that air as one huge episode, though? Uh, it aired as two. Ep- no? No. Uh, tw- 19 aired one week, and then 20 and 21 aired as one big episode okay. the next week. It was a two-hour finale. Well, that. Fucking uh, Moore always wanted all three of them just to play as one big episode. That's how he wanted it. Makes sense. And, and I see how that would work. Um, I feel like they'd have troubles like getting the three-hour block to run it, but um, I'd love to see it back-to-back-to-back without any of the uh, previews or anything like that. Um, Which I think, I think at least on the DVDs, I think 20 and 21 are together. Oh, nice. I think it's an ex- I think it's an extended cut of oh, it too. Gosh. Oh yeah, I can't. So it's been forever since I watched. So basically, we're back into um, it. The final five. Uh, Ellen rejoins uh, Galactica. Boomer brings her over, um, and then they kind of make the decision whether to stay with the fleet or fuck off by themselves. Um, and since Anders is out of commission, it comes down to a two and two, and. Ellen has cast the deciding vote, and then she finds out that Ty and Six are having a child together, which is it's such a creepy situation once she tells Ty that they were the ones that made them. So essentially, they're, they're children. Um, but it's also really strange that Ty only slept with Six because he it seemed like it was Ellen to him so <laughs> listen listen here's the thing 
we're gonna move on because this whole storyline is bullshit none of it makes any sense uh i definitely feel like it's a thing where they were just like let's just write that down and see where it goes because it makes no sense oh yeah Um, i mean it, it was only like afterwards like um we found out that six was pregnant uh and like they weren't even living together at this point and then like she's like hey can i come live in your quarters for the baby's sake and then she does and then like ellen comes on board and like they just lay each other out on the fucking wing of the raptor um, so, like so i would i would buy i might buy in more if they hadn't had six professor love for Ty, because that makes, that makes no sense so back to Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Saul and Six having a kid, weird enough. Um, but then they lose it, and Saul is completely shattered about it. Um, and then we get this weird-ass episode where Boomer escapes, but also Starbuck remembers her father, teaching her how to play Jimi Hendrix's All on the Watchtower. With help sure. from Hera. Uh, yeah. And then uh, we realize that Adama... Uh, well, we realize Galactica has had its final swing and uh, it's time to scrap her out for the good of the fleet. Um, but not before Adama decides she's going to rise into glory one last time and we're going to go save Hera with him. With her. Um, what a great way to end the show, though. Holy shit. <laughs> it's a thing, you know? Just that one last mission, one last ride, let's do this. Like, I can't believe, like, splitting up those episodes was probably the best way to do it. Um, had they split it into the three parts, like, it, it is on uh, Amazon... Um, coming back for that last episode would have felt really like Game of Thrones last episode where you get that 10 minutes of action and then it's all like well where are they now kind of thing um, but yeah I think the three hour last episode was brilliant um, Adama asking for volunteers and like basically everybody that's been there like fuck yeah let's let's take this down blaze of glory uh, even Coddle's like, hey, I'll go. And, and the dad was like, listen, we they definitely need a doctor. And we're pretty sure this is a suicide mission. Uh, so you stay right here where people need you. <laughs> so it was this nice little touch where, like, we know we're getting to the end. And, like, we're getting character wrap-ups and whatnot like that. So um, it was brilliant. And then, uh, so throughout this whole thing I've been thinking that Rosalind was going to be well I mean she was almost incapacitated but I figured it would be like they showed in the earlier series like when they were like laying together and whatnot um, because there were those gifts like I was trying to avoid when I do my live tweets um so I was always expecting that. So then when we get to the last three and like Rosalind's like, no, I I'm going to help take care of the sick bay. And what I was like, Rosalind, what are you going to do? 
Um, but she just wanted to show up and she wanted to be there. Um, it was cool to see how that whole um, opera house scene played out. Um, these prophecies that have been foretold, whatever. Um, yeah, it was just a really killer way to, to wrap up the show. Um, but uh, we can't we can't skip the the thing that I'm not sure works in these episodes, but I understand why they did it. Um, we get uh, lost style flashbacks to their pre-war days. Um, I'm not sure that any of those show anything we didn't already know about these characters, but I'm cool with it because Ty is the best at a strip club. <laughs> Um, I think it was very relevant. Um, I mean, you see Adama's basically falling apart, uh, like taking the next step in his career, and then like not putting up with that bullshit. He's like, no, I'll just fucking be on Galactica till whatever, just this floating museum. And like, we see how he made it there, and we see a Rosalind was kind of like this floozy and decides to be part of this administration again. Um, But more so than that, I thought it was important to see how Starbuck and uh, Apollo met and almost like slept in front of his brother, which was really strange. But then like they walked away and like, it was cool seeing Zach for 20 seconds, uh, considering he played kind of a big role in those first, season or so um but yeah I, I really enjoyed seeing where everybody was um even the Gaius and six stuff um i think the most fascinating stuff about it is the t- kind of angel-esque people like a Gaius and six and what like they were never really straightforward with what starbuck was i guess they like kind of hinted at what she was but I mean she played such an integral part in those last couple episodes that it seemed weird that it was just this kind of illusional angel type thing but okay so we'll get into it everyone hates that God is the ultimate answer at the end of the show (laughs) Um, that's one of the big things people fucking hate Uh, but while doing the rewatch through this whole time one religion's always been ultra present in the show mm-hmm. uh it's never hidden behind the idea of faith and what it means to these people but literally in like the first episode of season two the six in baltar's head says i'm an angel of god sent to make you walk down god's path i'm here to help you along what god wants you to do says it multiple times and then yeah. people are like they're fucking angels this is bullshit it's like well <laughs> they fucking said it man like calm down no i like it even more that they were very explicit about it and it's so weird because it seems that most of this show was predicated on like well i guess adama's vantage point was that religion didn't play a role in any of it until like those last few episodes um where he kind of decided that you know what, we got nothing to lose, so we might as well save this child. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it wrapped up so well uh, because you're so invested with these characters 
to see what happened to him afterwards was just fucking I'm awesome. It is. It's this nice little wrap up, but you know, it's the fucking Return of the King ending, right? The story is ostensibly over, but now we kind of, kind of show where everybody's going and what they're doing. Which, I mean, which also that la- that first ten minutes of that last episode is so great. Uh, oh my god, dude! Just when Cavill, <laughs> when Cavill just like fuck it and blows his own head off, I'm like, you got it. Uh, no, I love it because like they're like, listen, we're gonna give you the. You guys can have resurrection. Give us the kid. We're all cool. And like they go to put their hands in, and uh, Tori's like, "We're all cool, right? We're all gonna be in each other's hands. We're gonna know shit about it." It's like, why? Why does she have anything to fear? And as soon as they started showing her and Callie, I was like, "Oh shit, it's going down!" And like, you just see the demeanor come over in chief. And, like, me and you were texting probably two or three episodes prior to this about how rough Chief has had it throughout this whole run. Um, His whole arc is just super, super heartbreaking um, because he essentially loses the woman he loves, settles, has a kid that's not even his, and then finds out that he's not even a human race that he thought he was for all of his life and then to know that uh one of like the last four of their species set him up to like the woman that he had settled for set him out in the airlock and like it's great because his hands are just in the water and like you just see him turn a toy he's like i'm gonna kill this bitch and he does straight up just murders the shit out of her <laughs> The and the thing, like, not only so good, <laughs> and like, not no, like, just to go back to Chief, like, not only all that, but like, the person who he loved and couldn't understand and bring himself with and thought betrayed him because he was a Cylon or she was a Cylon, then he turns out, oh, I'm a Cylon too. That wasn't a problem. If only I had known. Hmm. And then she betrays him again when she comes back and he uses her love for him to steal the child. What a what a fucking awful run he's had at it. Um, I think and then at the funnier... end, I love, I love at the end when he's just like, you know what? I'm done with all this horse shit. I'm going to go to the <laughs> island up north by myself. See ya. I love it even thinking back of when Cavill's or he's interrogating Cavill and Cavill's like, I never see you at the weekly uh, Cylon meetings. And like at that point or at this point, you understand that Cavill knows who the final five was and knew that Chief was one of them. So, I mean, they didn't I don't know if they necessarily knew that when when this interrogation was happening, but it makes it a little funnier, like knowing that he kind of had an idea that he was a Cylon and he was just bullshitting him for it. Um, But yeah, I loved how it ended. Like even like the last two episodes, like I was texting you, I was like, I can't believe that it's still kicking off like this close to the end. Like fucking ramming the fucking colony of Cylons with Galactica. Like, Oh man, I was there for it. I was like, all yeah, we get some, uh, we get some sweet uh, old school Cylon fist fighting going on in this. Just yeah. fucking robots punching each other in the faces. And, and fucking, 
Boomer just fucking getting laid the fuck out at the end. I was like, yeah, take that, Boomer. You Hell fucked yeah. up. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, just a fantastic series, and I'm so glad uh, we watched it for the show. Like, um, I'm gl- like, it's fun watching it bit by bit because I could easily just binge through the whole series because it's it's a very great show and like it's very episodic, but there are overarching storylines and I think like taking five a week allows me the time to let it breathe and like think about a lot of these and if they will have repercussions or things like that so so um I guess the other thing we need to talk about is the very end that's the other thing people hate the that Hera was the start of humanity and that we better be nice to our robots or it's gonna happen again (laughs) Listen, I'm ready for it. Like, <laughs> let's let's be done with here. Let's start over. Um, but yeah, it, it was interesting to see that. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting to think of this humanity in Cylons not having a a thread in the game until Hera was born, and she's the one that made the human race that we know of. Um, alongside cavemen and whatnot like that. So, um, the other thing that makes me happy, fucking Anders getting shot into the sun. Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, it was hard to watch these four episodes with Anders being such just a a corpse in the floating water. And as soon as they announced that he's taking everything and shooting into the sun, I was like, yeah, that's a fitting end. To hell with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, so, yeah, everyone gets their little endings. Fucking Apollo's going to go explore. and That's the fuck. Okay. So, I think it was like season three. Uh, me and you were fighting about uh, Apollo and D, like, they should break up, whatever, because I really thought Starbuck and Apollo should be together. Because, like, when I do these live tweets, like, one of the gifts that stood out was when Adama takes off with Rosalind for that scene, and they're standing on the hillside. And I was like, oh, that's obviously the ending of the show, so I kind of know this is going to happen. And, like, they just belong together. So I was kind of rationalizing it way back then. And to have her just fade out, I was like, what the fuck just happened? And I was like, all right. Fucking point for you, Luke. God damn it. (laughs) Uh, You get that great moment, though, when, like, well, one, it's kind of insane that Adama's like, listen, okay? you're never going to see me again. Peace out, people. I'm gone. (laughs) Like, I get that the woman you love is dying and you want to go build her cabin, sure, but, like, you're never going to go check on your son again. That's not going to happen. But I like the the goodbye scene between them and when he's, you know, him and Starbuck are sitting there just crying, saying goodbye, and, you know, it's like, grab your gun and bring in the cat. You know, it's time to go. Let's get out of here. So, that moment just tore me up like it because i one... started the live tweet like on sunday night with that i was like oh that's such a good starting point and then to bring it back for this episode i was like god damn it this show is too great that's good <laughs> but 
literally the part that breaks me is Gaius. Every time it kills me. Oh when, yeah. Uh, oh god. Because like I think, I think you we finally definitely needed it, uh, the flashback scene with his father, um, because it reminds you that he was he grew up in that society and like walked away from it, but then had the chance to redeem himself with the farming tech farming lifestyle. Um, exactly. After all the things he's run from and trying to do nothing but better the life of guys, uh, Baltar here, here at the end, he's just like, I can be selfless and I can help people. You know, I've got I chills. I've got chills just thinking about it. Like him deciding to be on Galactica for that final mission and like standing next to six and like six was like, I really, this is all I've wanted from you is to just take hold of whatever it is you wanted to. And like to, for her to be proud of him. And then like you get this walk through and then like, he's like accepting of everywhere he's been, even on the planet, he's the smartest person, but that doesn't matter because all they need to be, know, know how to do is to grow far to farm and survive. So such such tender moments but yeah i mean he sells that line so beautifully like even when you texted it to me i was like God, it's such a good line and i love the final adama speech we got um right before the mission it's like <laughs> when he fucking does ram the colony with galactica i was like well that doesn't there's no way they're pulling that bitch out of there like and uh he's just like all she has to do we just got to be there for her. She'll be there for us. And like they fucking jump it one last time and just bust all the hell. I was like, oh, it's so heartbreaking. But at least she held together for one last mission. Um, so beautiful. Yeah, it's great. I love the show. It's in my top five for sure. Hell yeah. It's definitely in my top five now, too. Um, Even though I don't like I still don't really like that last season, though. I think it's too disjointed and all over the place. And that's fair. Um, I think uh, in a, a month or so, I'm gonna like uh, relook at it and like probably hit a couple episodes here and there. But like, uh, it's surprising because everybody's been talking about terrible finales and like Battlestar Galactica being one of them. I was like, how? Like, this gave me everything I wanted. Like, I know we've been talking over the last few months of like. I'd rather things go on unsaid than actually blatantly like laid out. But like, I was fine with them doing it for these characters because like we grew, grew with them over these four seasons. And like, they were such great characters to have, give them a proper send off like that just felt wonderful. So. Yeah. Plus, plus they, they played Jimi Hendrix at the end. So that's a cheat code. That's like immigrant song. Like it immediately makes things better. A hundred percent, hundred percent, and like they played the legit one, like not just the little fantasy one. Like, I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's fucking get it." So, yeah, that's that means Hendrix was a Cylon. Uh, I'm fine with that. I'd be a Cylon if Hendrix was. So, <laughs> um, go watch Battlestar Galactica. It's pretty wonderful. Um, yeah. yeah. So let's talk uh, Game of Thrones finale. Oh man, how much do you hate that? Uh, I want your thoughts on it first. My biggest thing is a big uh, uh, shrug and then, eh, okay, sure, whatever. 
that's really where I am now too. Um, I think the ending we got just sucks. Just because, like, out of it's terrible because we come from a show where Battlestar Galactica, where they had all these characters and they made it all work, to this show where like nobody's kind of fleshed out, no one we really give a damn about because like it seems like there's no consequences for the main cast and then like all this it just kind of fades out and it's it's just so disappointing more than anything well what what did you want i guess like i because i don't know how to end the show outside of what they did like i don't know how you end it it seems reasonable how they ended it um I don't know. It, it just feels like some of the paths they took kind of was, were too strange. Um, especially <laughs> like them not playing into Danny being this mad queen stereotype at this point. And then she's like, let's go conquer the world. Like, let's, let's get married. Like, you can be the king and leave beside me. And it's like, I'm going to stab you. It just felt awkward. Um, and also, it Bran being king at the end seems like the worst decision because it seems like anybody could take that crown from him. Um, obviously, like he has fucking witnessed the future and past, whatever. Like he can see things coming like that, but like I don't know. It just seems like an awful choice. Um, well, it listen. It's you think it's an awful choice because Brand's a shit character, but like yeah. thematically, it makes sense. Yeah, you know, it's it's something about you know, like we've run into this idea of throughout the whole show, you know, like people inheriting it because of their bloodline who yeah. aren't worthy. You know, Joffrey should not have been king. All these people who are corrupted by their upbringing and just giving this handed to them. And now you have someone who can't have kids. You can't have his bloodline just get it. Someone who the only way to move forward is to remember the past. And he is a repository of our past. And he knows everything the mistakes could be. I understand what they're doing there. Thematically, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, half, half a Tyrion's speech was great. But to have chosen brand because he has the best story is like well no i mean john has the best story even though he doesn't do anything like he went he was born a bastard went to the other side of the wall came back came back to life found out he was a targaryen and then ended the mad queen like his story's way better than brands who just sat in a wheelchair the last two seasons and just looked like an well, asshole no. to everybody <laughs> but, and that's that's not even the problem with it. My problem with that is that Tyrion's just like, listen, I thought I was a smart person, but I've done nothing but make the wrong choices and terrible decisions, and I've always been wrong. Now, here's an impassioned speech on why I am right and this person should be king. <laughs> it's like, you can't contradict yourself, bucko. That makes... That, I like that explanation way better. Um, <laughs> also, it feels like Arya should have died um it feels like she should have well, like 
to go exploring for the hell of it like just doesn't kind of make sense. It um, makes all the sense. It's I, finally it's a it's a repudiation of her entire arc of like yeah. someone who was obsessed with Okay, look at it this way, right? I'll always say this that like Batman's war on crime is ridiculous because it's a vow made by a child who doesn't understand. Uh, it's the same as Arya. She commits herself to revenge of these things that happened to her with a child as she was a child. And now finally she's grown up and realized that's not the way. It's not what I want. I want to do other things and I want to see things no one's seen and grow and be different. So like, I like that. And also that entire, the entire ending is, um, you know, none of these people, especially like the Stark children, uh, this wasn't their war. You know, yeah. they all inherited this from their, from the generation before them. And now they're finally free and done from the mistakes of the past to go on and make their own future and do what they want to do. Hmm. That's fair. I can accept that. Um, I don't know. It just felt off. Especially like the cool cinematography shots we get the episode prior, like, Arya just getting a horse out of nowhere that had no effect on anything whatsoever. Like, I don't know. It just eh, felt super disjointed. I, I saw that. I saw people be like, oh, the fucking horse meant nothing. I was like, cool. Maybe it was just literally a way for her to get out. Yeah. It's fine. You know, it didn't need to mean anything. Honestly, it's over and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> it is what it is. It. I don't know. I, I've seen a couple of, like people kind of trying to digest why everybody's so unhappy with it. And it's like it started out as this uh, sociotherapy, like everything's led in progression because of everything that happens around them. And then it kind of came to focus on characters that weren't given anything to do with it, any of that. So. It was just a big mess that they had dealt with. So. Well, the, the main thing is that when a show is this popular, everyone's watching it for different reasons. Yeah. And you're not going to please half the people. Because, you know, like, I'm very lukewarm on the ending. I am just basically defending it just to be like, fuck you for being so negative about it. No, that's um, fair. But, uh, but, like, you know, I talked to my buddy who he's been reading the books since like the late nineties, you know, and was like finally getting to see the end. He's just like, no, I liked it. It's fine. You know, it's, it's, it's maybe not some things that I would have done, but I like it. Whereas I'm like, it's, it's okay. It's fine. It's a, I don't think I grasped anything emotionally throughout the episode. I think it was just a lot of this happened. Okay. I understand that, but it's not doing anything for me emotionally. And you're just like, you know, fuck it, it's over, we're good. So, like, three yeah. different people got three different reactions to it. Hmm. Fair enough. So that's, that's Game of Thrones, I guess. Um, are you... I think the thing that's going to really tell if, they're, if they can handle a story or whatever is the trilogy they got for Star Wars. Whatever, man. Like, is it, is, is it a trilogy or do they have a show? No, it's a trilogy. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I still, I just, it just feels like I got burned. So it's whatever. 
<laughs> and you know it could very well be that again like i don't think it's due to bad storytelling i think maybe it's just not what you wanted from the show That's and fair. like you just sat through it you know i'll always defend that as being like just because you don't like something doesn't mean it's bad yeah in terms of you know it's the same like and i mean i i came I, to the I, same thing like after i got done watching it and i, I was disappointed I, I went to twitter and i was like listen I'm not saying it's bad. It's just the writing doesn't work for me. And it's like, I'm not going to judge them on that because I'm trying to do the same thing. And I'm not, I can't tell if I'm a good storyteller too. And it could be that they, they fix some things and they turn out a little bit better script for the star Wars things and they get better eventually. But I hope that's the case. I'm being trying to be optimistic, but uh, if they don't, and they, it just turns out that they have shit writing for the Star Wars movies, and it's going to come back to this, and it's, I'm going to be this guy again. <laughs> but again, I don't... Again, like, one, I don't think it's shit writing, and two, especially with television, like, yeah. it is not just them. They might be the head at the bot at the top, but yeah. there is multiple, multiple writers on the show. Like, and I got, I got to remember um, that, is, like, they've shown that, like, side of writing on, like, Californication, and I know it's a group of writers that write episode to episode, but I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how George R. R. Martin actually finishes these books. That's funny that you think he's going to finish these. Oh, no, no, no. I have absolutely no expectations for him to get the... I think there's two books left, right? Yeah. I feel like he's going to get one book done. He's like, well, they know the ending, so fuck it. (laughs) But yeah. Um, I don't know. It's really strange. uh, Because like being a writer and like you get the idea out to people... And then you can move on to somebody else. So I think that's very George R. R. Martin thing that's going to happen. And like, it just feels bad. Like the, the people that love the book so much are going to kind of be disappointed twice. But, but again, my buddy loves the books and he liked the ending and was fine that's with fair. it and had that's no fair. problem. You know, again, it's everyone has different tastes. And yeah. just because you don't like something doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. all I'm going to say. That's fair. And and I like that you bring the validity to the, the side I suppose it needs. But I was really hoping we were just going to tear it apart and it was just going to be fun. But it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. I mean, there's real stupid stuff in it. But, you oh, know, yeah. it's just like, whatever. Like, I swear to God, if everybody shows me the Drogon fighting the chair again, I'll kill him. I just Why? Because hate- that is funny. It's moderately funny, but I feel, no, it's funny because I feel that like scene makes mis- no sense. Yeah, yeah, I feel like they were aiming for it to have such big meaning, and it just kind of like, oh, the dragon just wanted to ruin the chair. That's whatever. <laughs> so, no, it's yeah. it's they wanted that image of you know, you know, they used the dragon to melt down. Aegon's enemy swords and build the Iron Throne originally, and now it's this dragon destroying it, and we're breaking the cycle, and the throne's gone. And then, but like, it literally makes no sense of why he's burning that chair. Mm. I don't get it. So, uh, yeah, that's the finale for Game of Thrones. Uh, moving from there to John Wick. How'd you like this? Uh, how do you think I liked it? Motherfucking Mad Dog from the Raid is in it, son. <laughs> yeah, he is. 
uh, he showed up. I was like, well, Luke loves this already. So I'm down. Um, I was At first, because I was like, I was like, oh, they got, you know, he's running around because he probably helped like fight choreography and stuff. And he's just playing the bit character in the background. And then at like the end when like he's at the top of the stairs and I was like, I kind of like sat up. I was like, we fucking doing John Wick versus Mad Dog? We doing this right now? I was like, fuck yeah, we are. And I love that and they then I was were like, so excited to be fighting him. And they're like, no, no, no stand up. Like, let's keep fighting. Like, oh, it's so good. Oh, but then so I was brilliant. like, I was geeking out so much and I love it. But then a part of me was kind of like died inside when like they have John Wick on his knees and Keanu is still bigger than them on his knees. So good. Um, I was surprised on how well they did with it. Um, coming off that first one, I thought the second one was kind of a letdown and it just kind of felt like a big gun gun mess. Um, oh, I hate the second one. I don't hate it. I hate the first half of it for sure. Um, but like when he gets the close quarters and he's like the mirror fight, I like, uh, and then him showing up at the continental and just blasting him. I'm like, that's great points to have. And it feels like this one's so much more cohesive. Um, the fight he has with Halle Berry, like that's such a great scene. Um, different ways. See, I can do with like out that entire middle section of him and Halle Berry and the guy. It's weird that, like, for, uh, like, I love that first movie. And it's mm-hmm. so tight, you know, it's so intimate and small with this little, like, weird shit. You know, you get the Continental, the Hotel for the Assassins. And there's this weird kind of, like, other world out there. Yeah. And each movie, they keep expanding it to the point where I'm like, I'm not quite sure what we're doing anymore. Because <laughs> by, by the end of this one, there's the high table there's a guy above the table and then there's the under the table people. And I was like, what does this hierarchy mean? Doesn't mean it. Just give me Keanu killing people. That's all I really need. It's it's a really fascinating thing where they're, it's, I want to know more lore, but at the same point, I want to be left in the dark and I just want to, like that can be just plot points and like they need to get this next bit to whatever. But like, I'm so looking forward to the fourth one. Are you kidding me? What the fuck, Ian McShane? How did you turn out to be the bad guy? I did I'm, not see that coming. I'm so looking forward to them exploring that, considering John Wick was offered the same thing and didn't take it, but him being a businessman, he knows how that world works, and, like, obviously had to take it. Also, another fucking cool thing, um, the educator, um, her neck, ta- her real-life neck tattoo, it's I can't think of what language it is, but it means empathy. And I found that out yesterday. I was like, that's that makes it so much even better. Like I fucking this movie is rocked. It's cool. Um not to be the asshole, but I believe that actor is identifies as not non binary, so mm-hmm. you can't refer to her. It's gotta be they that I I tried and I I apologize. But yes. Just saying uh, they in case somebody were, decides to be an asshole they were fucking awesome in this movie and uh yeah it, the gunfight in the hotel uh, <laughs> the, the two waves of it uh when he comes back and they get shotguns i was like fuck yes let's do this um, um so uh remember 
it's the Asian dude's name. I can't remember. Remember in Endgame when Hawkeye is in Japan killing like Yakuza and yeah, he fights yeah. that one guy that the one guy like everybody knows, Heroku mm-hmm. Sandu or whatever his name is. That dude was up for the main villain role in John Wick 3 and he turned it down to be an endgame. And I was like, what kind of move is that? That's a that's a, that's a decision. Because isn't the other dude a master or an Iron Chef? <laughs> he might be. I I'm don't know. Sure Looks like it. But uh, it, it's, it weirds me out when I see him in movies because I think at one point, wasn't he the... Uh, I want to say he was a Highlander. Wasn't he? <laughs> Dude, don't talk to me about Highlander. That's a show in series and television film movies that I don't care about. Guess what we're watching next series? <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> so seven, seven season long Highlander show. I, I'm sure it was more. I don't know. <laughs> um, so but no, he's really good. And I love that, you know, he's just like, I just want to have a good fight with John Wick. That's all I want in my life. I loved I love the people that knew him and were like um excited to be able to fight with him. Like I love that they showed that aspect of it. Um even like when they're waiting in the lounge and like he's trying to be hard and like he moves in the chair and like he just he's like it's it's really fucking great to meet you and blah, 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 blah. like <laughs> it's so good. So um and yeah, then I, uh yeah, it's great. And um, again, like fucking just bring in more guys from the raid. That will get me excited for anything. Hell yeah. And the dog survives again. So, And uh, I love how like you get to the end and you're like, well, yeah, of course they're setting up a fourth one. These movies just it's nuts that these movies grow every time. Most series don't do that. You know, like I saw like. This movie made like fifty-eight million opening weekend or something, and the first movie only made like fourteen. It's opening weekend, like it just keeps growing and growing. But then, like, I literally got out of the theater and got on Twitter, and there's like, "Well, we're all being informed John Wick Four comes out in 2021." I was like, "Wait, what? We're doing this already?" (laughs) Yeah, I got that text today. I was like, "Yeah, Um, I love it that they they set it up even better. Like, you feel like Morpheus is dead." And, like, now him and Morpheus are together to take on fucking Continental. Like, I'm so down. So, yeah. If you haven't seen John Wick, fucking go see that shit. <laughs> yes. It's, it's not as good as the first one, but it's better than the second. For sure. And, and again, John Wick fights Mad Dog. That's If you know anything about fight movies and how great the raid is, you know it's so, dope. So good. Um, not only that, but, like, he fucking suplexes those fucking guys through the floor. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, he does. I was like, oh shit, yeah. Like, ugh, so And good. also, what might be one of my favorite, it's almost like a comedic gag. When he gets to that like area where they're doing the final fight and he just keeps getting kicked through every oh fucking piece God, of Oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie's so good. So fucking good. Um, so then uh, what are we watching for next week then oh god let me try and think there is three movies in theaters so we're we're doing Aladdin Aladdin Brightburn and Booksmart Uh, are we doing Brightburn because that doesn't look like it it's it's your boy James Gunn 
Yeah, but it looks like Scary Superman, and I don't know if I want to do Scary Superman. It's scary Superman? It looked like fucking Edgelord Superman. When you look at me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I'm down. Uh, yeah, I was four. surprised that you wanted to see uh, Booksmart, so fuck yeah. I... I am pissed that like I've had to work the past two times that they've had advanced screenings down here because I've really wanted to see it. Uh, I don't think I explored. saw a trailer. Uh, I saw the one before. I think it was Hustle last week, and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" And it's only coming out in, like two weeks. I was like, "Yeah, I'm down." So, yeah. yeah, I really want to see it, and I've been hearing nothing but good things for a long time because it's it played the festivals, and then you know it's been getting advanced screenings and stuff. So. Hell so yeah. we got those. Um, we have our best and worst list, which I'm really excited for this week. Oh, yeah? What do we got? Yeah. We have seven. Nice. And, and are you ready? Are you ready for the worst? I sure am. Dragon Ball Evolution, the live-action Dragon Ball movie. Do we have to? Have you seen it? No, I've avoided it for this long. Uh, I have seen it. I know how bad it is. And I want you to deal with this because I know you love Dragon Ball. I really don't want it. (laughs) Oh, I'm Uh, so excited. um, I do have a question about the list. Uh, Is there... Are there any... um, Like, uh, is... I'm trying to think what it was called. Uh, the ones Fossey did. Who? Uh, Foss? Like oh, the uh, Fossey I... version? No, they're like nothing on there. Chicago At least not for the ones like we Okay. No. No, because those movies aren't good enough or bad enough. They should be good enough. Um, <laughs> I'll have to look into it a little bit more, but uh, I, the, the titles. But, like, that show's awesome right now i love how it's cut together and like they're just piecing together like his life like i barely knew him beforehand but like it's intriguing to see what a shit show his life was and like he just kept fucking living it up did you check any of the fossey verdon out not yet i'm going to i just haven't had the time yet yeah i think I want to say it's the seventh episode this weekend. I think it's the finale next weekend. So. Maybe. Could be. So. Who knows? Uh, but that's a heavy show. I can only take it down one episode at a time. And, like, there's so much to unpack. So. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's all we're watching. Uh, are we throwing Dune on there, too? What's that? Are we throwing Dune in there, too? No. We're not. It's not time to go to Dune yet. I want to go to Dune so bad. Come on. Why? I don't understand. Because I'm fascinated with this idea that humans are the minority at this point. What? What does that have to do with Dune? Because that's why Paul's found, because he's human. And there's so few Everyone humans. in Dune is human? I don't know. It seems like there's... No, I'm saying many. like... No, Dune is a... Dune. Everyone's human in Dune? What are you talking about? There's no aliens in Dune? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it feels like they're all like subspecies, like Paul's like genuine human, but then he becomes even more. I don't know. No, uh, he becomes a Fremen. It's more of like a religious kind of thing than no, the Fremen. The Fremen are like uh, Islamics. Yeah. 
no, it's no, more no. about their religion than their uh, different species. Hmm, and like all the Harkonnens, they're human, and there's just sandworms. That's the only thing that's not human in Dune. Hmm. I don't know. I was intrigued by the uh, Benny Jesseret with the test. Yeah, they're just witches. They're witches, man. Just yeah, human. But they're trying to find humans, and that's why why it was fascinating. So, anyway, but, here's what I'll say. That's fair. You can watch Dune. Go ahead. I've seen it enough <laughs> to know that it's not a good movie. Bullshit. I bet you it's fucking dope as hell. It's. You got talk Sting, to me next week. Let me know. And you got Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, and Patrick Stewart's in it. Yeah. And fucking Cavill. Fucking Cavill's in it. <laughs> so good. It's all good. So yeah, I'm probably gonna watch no. it for next week. So tell, yeah, go tell ahead, you. tell me. Good, good, great, <laughs> great. So watch all that stuff, and then we'll. Uh, are we starting a new show yet? Or well, that's the thing. Um, there's a show. How do I want to say this? We're not starting anything new until next week because I got a plan for next week. Okay. But that said, there's a show. I want to watch on Netflix, but I don't want to do a two-parter. So unless you want to burn through eight 30-minute episodes. What is it? Uh, it's called Black Summer. Oh, I've heard it's awful. I heard it's awesome. Is it the zombie one? Yep. Fuck. I'm pretty sure it's awful. I I've, Okay, we'll do it. If it's only eight <laughs> half-hour episodes, right? I have a feeling yeah. we're going to come at this in different angles, so of course we got to do it now. Fair. Fair. No, I've heard nothing but good things, so. Nice, because I've only heard terrible things about it, so. We'll see what we'll see where we land next week. <laughs> we'll see who wins. It's a battle right. for dominance. Check all that stuff out, and we'll be back here next week. Same awesome time, same awesome ship that we're correcting. Constantly. Yeah, hopefully fucking shit actually works next week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Alright, peace, Brian Apple, all that good stuff. Later.